0: Welcome back to the Happiest Sad Person Podcast. I'm Alessandra, your host that's now currently in 2023. Even though this episode will sort of recap, you know, the Christmas season, the Christmas holidays, that sort of thing. But uh, happy New Year. And I hope your your New Year's getting off to the right start. I'm going to have a dedicated New Year's episode next week. So uh, stay tuned for that. But yeah, this 2022 holiday season has been not so fun for me. You know, it was emotional, overwhelming. (sighs) I didn't want it to be, but it was. And we'll get more into that later in the episode, but... Let's stay tried and true with our trusty ankle update, which I'm I'm sure you're all so so thrilled to hear about, but uh, I want to, you know, I want to close out this saga with a boom and then come up with a new way to open the episodes. So once once my ankle's all healed and and knock on wood, I'm I'm back back to truly, you know, at, hitting my peak again of exercise and dexterity and agility and every other illity word you can think of. Um, I'll I'll have something new that's a little more uh, interesting. But yeah, ankle still going strong, physical therapy three days a week still. Um, Big news, I ran 1.3 miles on the treadmill. That was exciting, embarrassing, because I'm sweating up a storm as I'm doing any sort of exercise indoors, you know, at this physical therapy location, Um, because A, I'm out of shape, you know, there's body, you know, recomp, you know, where you gain muscle, lose fat, and then what I had was body decomp, decomposition, Um, over the past five, six months, my body has gone to jello, so I didn't gain weight, but I definitely lost muscle. And I can feel it. I can feel it coming back, but it's um, it's a little humiliating to have a completely red face running on the treadmill while everyone else is, you know, a okay as they're doing their exercises. But I just have to move on from it, you know. Accept that this is the path to getting better, the path to getting stronger. Just like with the whole ladder experience, you know, I was doing the physical therapy you know, the ladder of physical therapy, like those classic agility training exercises. And the first time I did it, my brain just couldn't compute. Now, you know, again, knock on wood, I'm doing it golden. I I could I figured it out. I got my muscle memory back. And um, it's like that with everything. It's just when you're not doing it by yourself, when you're doing it in front of other people, and other people are keeping tabs, it, you know, gets embarrassing. But it's a whole process, right? And yeah, for this episode, the theme is fear of change. Uh, what happens when you have a lack of change, just change in general. Every new year, every holiday season, it feels like this is going to be the last one. I hate change. I hate when anything is different. It's just change for me has always been just miserable. But... We'll get back to that shortly. As for running, I, my orthopedic doctor, and my PT have all said that I can potentially plan for a marathon in this coming September. So, September 2023, more like fall 2023. So, you know, September, October, November, maybe even December. Um, I want marathon suggestions from you guys if you have them. I will probably be in Europe because my brother's moving to Germany for a time period. So the two marathons I gave him, or he gave me when I gave him a list of suggestions of different marathons in Europe were Interlaken, which I believe is in Switzerland, which is a, an entirely uphill marathon. It's beautiful, but it sounds brutal. So I said, maybe put a pin on that one until I really, you know, get back to my, my fighting form. Or Galway in Ireland. So I'm leaning towards Galway in Ireland. The only negative for that race is that you have to do loops. I think there are two periods where you have to repeat a certain section of the race, which is really tough because mentally, especially if it's later in the race, your brain already thinks you're done. And so then that can kind of play some mind tricks on you. So I'm not... So I'm drinking some iced coffee at the moment. I am not too thrilled about that. So if you have any marathon suggestions in Europe, but if you really have one in the U.S. that you want to throw my way to and say, hey, listen, do this at some point, I would love to have them or even races in general that like you think are uh, worthwhile, you know, 5K, 10K, Um you know, uh, ultra mar- a 30 miler. Cause that's eventually what I'd like to get up to. Of course I'd like to get to more, but you know, 30 miles. I, I, if I really train like crazy this next year, I think I could, I could hit that goal. So throw the suggestions my way. I'm excited for it. Open for it. Um, you know, I'm back to basics with, you know, <laughs> as I say, give me marathon suggestions. I go back to, I'm back to square one for running. You know, and I've been really whiny about it in a certain way, but I have had to retrain my thinking in that I get to do all these milestones over again. So basically I get to check off the exciting times I hit, you know, a PR for a 5K, you know, a hit that three mile mark, that five mile mark, six, seven, you know, I get to restart all of these milestones And not a lot of people get to get that feeling over again where it's so exciting and you're like, I hit this next goal, let me get this goal. So I have to start thinking of this experience as I get to relive the highs of of hitting these goals again. And, you know, not a lot of people, you know, my physical therapist was basically like, essentially like, be grateful that you're able to do this again too because not a lot of people get like such great mobility back, you know, it's, it sometimes hits, it's a hit or miss when it comes to recovery after an injury. And so I do have to be grateful. And the injury was worse than I realized, you know, that's the other thing is it like, it's uh, some people that have this injury, they're in a cast. So I'm lucky. And sometimes it doesn't feel like you're lucky when you hurt yourself like this, but I am lucky and I am grateful. And I have to keep reminding myself of those two things. And you might think, oh, well, you shouldn't just have to remind yourself it should come like second nature. But no, sometimes when you're dealing with a hard, a hard moment or something difficult or a challenge, you do have to remind yourself of gratitude and, and thankfulness and those those sort of human emotions that that make you a better person. And I have no shame admitting that, you know, we're all flawed, we're all We all have our own ailments, our own issues, and so mine is I have to remind myself of these things. And it is what it is. But on to the feelings of change and my lack of joy when it comes to change. Oh, Christmas was another tough holiday. You know, I cried on Christmas. Um, I ended up falling asleep Christmas Eve day, night, Christmas day, Eve. Does that make sense? Um, and my family had dinner without me, which isn't that big of a deal because I spent the morning with them, the afternoon with them. We opened gifts, had the whole thing, but it just, it really upset me. And I was just, I was crying. I I felt bad. I got my mom upset. It just, I think it's tough because you know, when things change, when how do I even describe this? When, when things aren't uh, getting emotional, you know, when things change, it's just like not comfortable. And I've always felt like change, has never it's there's never been change for the better it's always been change for the worse and so as traditions are altered you know especially for holidays it's like you know it throws me for a loop and everything feels so out of control especially with the changing world the changing of the guard you know even with the climate change and the weather being bizarrely warm you know I'm in Western Pennsylvania, and it's right now i'm I'm sitting in my car recording this, and it's no snow, it's not even really that cold at all. I have a t-shirt and then like a not heavy jacket on, and I'm fine. and so it's like all this compounding change, change of getting older, change of family dynamics it just all, like, culminates in the holidays, you know? Yeah, and that change can really make you feel untethered to your world, or it almost makes you feel like there's the past, and then there's a Breaking in the chain, and then there's your present, they're breaking the chain, and then the future, there's no continuous line, there's no linear connection that goes through your timeline. So it feels like you're almost like stuck in place, like you're just hanging in midair. And this might not make any sense to anybody. But uh, it's just such a bizarre feeling. And in my mind, I equate change with something bad happening. So anytime there's just change in the world, I just, it's very daunting for me. And that's not a way to live. I mean, change is around us everywhere. Change is the seasons. Change is the leaves falling, Uh, people getting older, you know, the construction of new buildings. Change is literally a part of our life and maybe it's because I also have such a chaotic routine I don't really have like a set normalcy routine you know I have my obsessive compulsive habits I have my bizarre routines of doing things in a circle I have like my obsessive skincare stuff and like but to me those are different than a true routine you know somebody that has a work routine or something that's it's a sense of semblance of normalcy, a sense of normalcy. And I don't have that. And I have trouble instituting those routines because my, I'm so anti-authority. My brain wants to rebel against it. And so maybe if I had more routine, I would be able to handle change better. Or am I somebody that just can't handle change no matter what? And it's just my, my lot in life. I don't know. It's so many, so many things of like, what's damage, you know, what's, what's my damage, what's my mental illness, and then what's just my personality. And I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to that, even if we figure out exactly how a brain works and and can map it all out i think so many of our uh idiosyncrasies our our eccentricities are you know the intricacies of who we are it's just that it's who we are and it's always going to be melded with our quirks our mental defects our you know our struggles and maybe i don't need to separate those two things because it's just not possible and i'm searching for you know and the needle and haystack. And change is tough for me too because it's just you can feel the change in in the area I'm living in. It's just more people are moving in and it's tough to see all this land being flattened for these you know subdivision homes that are made like they're like uh, the, the cheap Sims house, you know, the one that has the windows that are all chaotically spread out on the back. That's what these houses remind me of. And it's just tough to see all these beautiful trees being cut down. You know, I'm looking at, them, I'm seeing a few trees that have been cut down right in front of me where I'm parked. And it's sad to see this beautiful nature cut down for just piling in more people. And that's change. And that's this the change that I absolutely despise. You know, it's all of these Building just parking lots, flattening land, grading it all, and then just building parking lots. I'm literally sitting in one right now. It's an entirely empty parking lot that used to be a beautiful wooded area. And it's just tough because it seems so antithetical to the aesthetics of what we would want as a beautiful world. You know, these buildings are all, the new ones are all so ugly. You know, it's the, um, I don't even know. It's, like, the, like, concrete base and then the five stories above that are, like, the timber frame, and so it's residential above and then shopping below, but it's all so soulless and none of it's really walkable, or even if it is, it's, like, one tiny little mini street, so it's, like, you still have to drive there anyway, and... I don't know, it just makes me sad. I feel like we're migrating farther and farther away from what nature is supposed to be, what beauty is supposed to be. You know, the Greeks had the aesthetics, the the appreciation for what our world looks like. And granted, I'm sure back then it was, you know, more brutal, but I do think that we have created with our synthetic materials and sort of our uh, worshiping of money as like a deity in itself, a truly unappealing, unaesthetic, ugly world. And that might be cruel. And you might be working in one of those buildings and living in one of those houses and thinking, oh, how dare you say that? But just think about it. Aesthetically, if this wasn't like the most desirable place to live, if it wasn't a status symbol, if having that home wasn't If you weren't considered of the people, would you really be drawn to that house, that town, that office building, that, you know, that the way those roads are set up, would you be drawn to that if it wasn't just the way it is or what everybody has and so you want to fit in? My guess would be no. My guess would be that you would want more green space, more trees, a more... Natural home built from you know bricks, stucco um, more wood clapboard instead of siding, something like that i I really do think that most people would want a different world than we 're living in now, and granted, these are lofty ideals I'm sure everyone is like, Okay, sure, what are you doing to change this and I get that i I'm trying to create change within my own small community. I would love to, you know, be involved in zoning in an area where I live and those sorts of things, but I'm not right now. And, and so I'm sort of another person complaining into the wind, but I would like to be a part of these changes at some point. I am trying to do some community work and create sort of a community blog, um, that educates people about zoning and why our world looks the way that it does and how we can change it and how we can make our world more beautiful and sustainable. I think every neighborhood should have an aesthetics committee, not an HOA, um, but something that's like, how can we keep the beautiful nature and preserve it and keep the naturalistic feel of a neighborhood and a location? But I digress, you know, I I could go on and on about these topics, and I will probably dedicate, you know, an episode to detailing all of my complaints with our modern world at some point, and, and you can either disagree, agree, be in the middle, you know, I get it, there are a lot of people that want that very, like, you know, suburban, very cut from, you know, separated from nature you know, very clean cut, everything looks the same life. And I will never understand that concept, but I get it. Everybody wants different things. You know, I, like, for example, I don't want to get married and I don't want kids. Most people do. And they probably think, oh, who on earth wouldn't want that? And it'd be like, mm, me, you know, I raise my hand. So yeah, this episode's all over the place. And I, <laughs> I apologize, but I'm sort of just collecting myself after The holidays and and sort of you know this has been a more of like an emotional episode with me sort of trying to handle my my feelings toward change my feelings toward toward why why I I react so poorly to change why I struggle with the holidays why I struggle with these these time periods in my life and so this is sort of also an investigation on my part in and why why am I the way that I am? It's like um, Michael Scott talking to Toby. Why are you the way that you are? Or something something along those lines. But he says it with a, an element of disdain in his voice, and I sort of say that to myself in the same way. Like I don't want to be emotional around I don't around the holidays. I don't want to be like this. I don't want change to upset me. I want to be excited about the future even though I don't know how much of a future there is with climate change, but, you know, (laughs) regardless, I, I don't want to be this way, ultimately. I think that's why I'm so frustrated. Because I've been really great with changing so much of my life and improving my life and improving myself and trying to make good choices, and it makes me angry when I hit these stagnant points. And I guess this is just... Harkening back to a previous episode, I guess this is just this new challenge that's come up in my life now and I need to not power through it, but I need to deal with it and handle it and realize that this is just the thing I'm dealing with at the moment and there'll be a new thing coming. But I do think this change will always be a stick, sticky subject for me, a sticky point. You know, it's it's going to be this, this little thing that follows me around and my goal now is just like with my obsessive compulsive disorder is I've learned to manage it, right? So, so much of, I'll always have OCD. It's always something that's going to be with me, but I've learned to manage it so much better. I've learned to deal with it in real world scenarios. And now it's become, you know, this thing that I can, I can manage. It's like a, a, you know, a tiger in a cage, or it's like more like a tiger in a a sanctuary safari, because I think a tiger in a cage is kind of cruel. But it's managed, it's well kept, it's taken care of. And I can almost use it now to harness its abilities. Like I can harness my ability to really sink in and focus, or my ability to keep things clean, or to organize, or, you know, sort of manage ideas. All of these things I can now get the benefits from without a lot of the major detriments now don't get me wrong I have bad days I have struggles I have you know lapses in and sort of keeping myself in check but for the most part I'm pretty I'm pretty good with managing it and so I'm hoping that I can do the same with my fear of change and my reaction to change and my relationship with change because (laughs) I guess it will ultimately always be ever-changing, just like change. Well, wow, so meta. But I need to do the work to get there first. And I, I can't skip the steps. And so I need to em- embrace the this sort of dark period. And it sucks to say that because I don't want to. But, you know, it is what it is. And to end the podcast... I have a little poem that I had found about change and about sort of, this is about basically people that don't embrace change and don't sort of lean into life and and sort of take risks. Essentially, these are the people that are change adverse. And so it's called The Fear of Change by James Baxter. If you and I were woken suddenly by the drums of the revolution in the street, Or suppose the door shot opened, and there stood upright and singing a young bullfighter with a skin of rough wine offering to each of us death, sex, hope, or even just an earthquake making the trees thrash, the roofs tumble, calling us loudly to consider God. Let us admit, with no shame whatever, we are not that kind of people. We have learned to weigh each word like an ounce of butter. Our talent is for anger and monotony, therefore we will survive the singers the fighters the so-called lovers we will bury them regretfully and spend a whole wet sunday arguing whether the corpses were dressed in black or red so basically you're safe if you don't do a change if you don't embrace change but did you quite live and so that's what i'm at right now is i feel like i'm not making a decision in my life about embracing change. I'm also not making decisions in general. And it's like, how much of my life am I missing out on? That sounds sad and cruel, but it's true. And how much of people's lives have they missed out on because they were afraid of change? Or they were afraid that they'd make the wrong choice, and therefore they were still afraid of change. Because, you know, fearing making the wrong choice is the fear of living in in that in that decision, and therefore, you know, the change of of in a different existence. So yeah, that's, that's a, a tough, that was a tough poem to read, but a necessary poem. And then I'll leave you with, with this poem that basically, or quote, excuse me, that says a lot about the internal and the external change. You can change the place you live, your clothes, your interests, your friends, your religion, and even your partner. However, if you forgot to change your mind, attitude, beliefs about the world, how you treat people, and how you plan to be different this time around, why did you even bother? Shannon L. Alder. So, that feels like an appropriate point to end the podcast change your outside world change your inside world it's all connected and it's all necessary and you know as I say a lot wherever you go you take yourself with you so you can change everything else but you still got that little that little broken voice in your head that's that's not repaired it's gonna be brutal no matter what happens all right thanks for listening you guys and if you have questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, marathon suggestions, email me at 11jacobsa at com. I greatly appreciate every single one of you that's listened for God, the past, what, two and a half years now? And now we're going to 2023. I started in 2020. So if you've been here from the beginning, thank you so much. It's still crazy to me that anyone listens at all. And if you're new, thank you for finding me. Thank, I hope you stick around. I hope you are patient with my figuring out of how how podcasting works, even though it's been a minute. But I'm, I'm still in the, uh, the struggle zone. But aren't we all? All right. Bye, guys. Thanks.